Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. A podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. Barbie in the pink shoes. I assumed that this would be a take on Hans Christian Andersen's The Red Shoes. And it's not, not, but it's more Barbie and the Wizard of Oz-ish. It's, um, well, what it is, it's a return to the series for director Owen Hurley, who made all the ballet ones before, the Nutcracker and... Mm-hmm. Swan Lake. Um, Swan Lake, thank you. Yes, and it's Talk. yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right. Wizard of Oz is the closest thing it's got going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm go- I'm going to be honest. I didn't really like this very much, but 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 for reasons I I don't know. How did you feel about it? <laughs> I have been trying to think about how to tell you. <laughs> That I want to put this at number one. No. <laughs> oh, well, it had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen. Yeah. 25 episodes in. I, I, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, is it as bad as some others? But let's, let's have the conversation and see, oh. and see where we moderate ourselves to. <laughs> oh boy i just i am biased in that i love ballet i love barbie and my favorite thing in the world is barbie ballet and i felt that they took everything that they'd been trying to do before in a lot of different movies such as two kens trying to have a banter and and be a duo to um the the animation of the ballet to a a presentation of of ballet as a as a story um and they just did everything fantastically like if I was a teacher and I was just going down the list of this movie it would just be tick 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 and I think that the animation especially of the ballet is just seamless like I don't know if it was rotoscoped how it had been previously in a lot of Barbie ballet movies um if it was it seemed flawless like it was just gorgeous to watch I was engaged the whole time I I loved that she changed costumes I loved that her hair changed there were so many outfits in this and they were all ballet outfits I loved the friendship I loved the characters everything about this movie okay so to answer your question, the motion capture was a ballet dancer called Janelle Manzi. Mm-hmm. I don't know that off the top of my head. Had to look it up. Um, <laughs> but she was one of the... So there was a documentary on the DVD of Barbie and the Nutcracker. And she was one of the ballet dancers that was in this documentary called Living a Ballet Dream. Six dancers tell their stories. Oh. So it's all sort of come full circle. So... I will agree with you. Actually, I thought this is one of the best animated and actually one mm. of the better looking movies. Mm. I am not a I am not a ballet man, right? 
at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not Rudolf Nureyev, sorry. But <laughs> and I but I did think the dancing actually was particularly well done because I think sometimes that has been a bit of a flaw. Sometimes they look like they're dancing in the air bit, and you know Yeah, clunky. But it's very smooth here. Yeah, I thought it was very nice. I think my I've got two issues, two broad issues amongst others. Is firstly I didn't know one of the ballets. I'd never heard of it before. And obviously it's not Swan Lake. <laughs> and, and and so when I looked up about Giselle, I wonder how yeah. many six, seven, eight year olds know Giselle because that's a well, it's that's a fascinating, isn't that's it? That's a not safe for work ballet, right? <laughs> that's a and, and, and they 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 do hint at it by gurning <laughs> they, they very much hint at it and i was like fascinated by the hinting and i was like wow what the hell is this ballet about because i i knew of giselle as a ballet mm. in the same way that i know of like coppelia which would have been a far safer choice for them mm. go do the like ballet where the girl doll comes to life for the toy maker or whatever or, or even the nutcracker and they, they they make allusions to the nutcracker i was hoping for more famous ballets yeah but um it's fine yeah it's and giselle is to, to go so hard on giselle and i wonder if it was to get those two kens because i wonder if any other ballet has the option to have two sparring love interests i think i think you're probably right i mean they only sort of do the first act of giselle in this and the rest of it the rest (laughs) of it is kind of if you know you know right and and but i did feel that was a bit weird so i felt a little bit excluded because of that and then Mm. i'm sorry but the barbie the, the the theme of this movie is do your own thing. Express yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry, there's only one art form in the world where that does not apply, and it's ballet. Literally, it's it's a constrained and and it's about the dedication and the and and the following it. You can't just do your own thing in a group dance world, right? You kiss and yeah, I just thought have that you can have that but just don't do it in ballet and i think because it's at its core it was flawed i really struggled with it i know i'm not alone i know i'm not alone at all but in that feeling but do you know what i mean i hear you i hear you because like in the first in the first five minutes she has to get some new ballet shoes and she starts putting them on and i was like I'm pretty sure you can't just throw on a new pair of ballet shoes and just hit the dance floor. Like, I'm pretty sure you have to break them in in the most severe way. Like, literally snap them in half and, like, beat them around and wear them for, like, eight weeks before they're danceable. Um, I don't know that for a fact. No, I think think you're right. I mean been a long time since I've been involved in ballet and I didn't do it myself obviously but I've got two young I've got two young daughters um and mm-hmm. and a niece you know who've all been in that dancing dancing for sure has been in their world and, and ba- mm-hmm. but ballet is really hard and it's a really I think it, it, to, it's discipline it's a discipline so that's, to have the main character not be disciplined is, is counter I, now if she was I training to be you, I hear you. if it was if she was going to be a jazz dancer or a freestyler and that ballet wasn't for her, 
that would have been perfect. But instead, yeah, I, I don't know. There was that. So that's my problem, is that, that, that Giselle, a, a ballet I didn't know, and then when I did know, I thought, really? And it's funny, you said Capelia. <laughs> they used a song from Capelia later on. I mean, it's... And, and we've and we've had Swan Lake before, but that's okay because that was ten years ago, right? Or, so, or longer even, I think. Um, Swan Lake is tragic. Oh, Swan Lake's very tragic, but again, just because it happens at the end and you don't have to be confronted by a death ghost for an entire second act. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought technically it was good. I just had this real fundamental dislike for what it's it's theme was on the other hand there was plenty to enjoy and exactly. i think it might work better as an adult than a child because it does have one of my favorite characters in any of the movies uh-huh. do you know who that is surely Haley, the queen of snark Haley, who is, <laughs> <laughs> who is like I don't know she's what she's wonderful. Jo- I don't know what her job is at the ballet school. She's a costumer. Oh, is that right? Okay, I d- I'd forgotten. I did watch it again this afternoon. I've watched it twice, <laughs> which is more than I've watched some of them. I couldn't. I couldn't. But I was working at the same time, so I missed it. But yeah, but her job just seems to be the voice of reason and snark. And, and it's so reasonable. It's so that's why I think you can bend your theming a bit because the rest of the movie is so grounded. It makes so much sense as to why Barbie doesn't want to take the pink shoes off, and so much sense why Haley figures it out and keeps insisting. And she's like, okay, going through the motions of the ballets and like just being so realistic and so grounded in that reality. Bar- Barbie's thick as shit in this movie. I mean, she obviously, really she, obviously, she's been enchanted or something like that. But my God, if Haley wasn't there, mm. Barbie would never. I think this is a really high concept. I mean, we'll talk about the plot, I guess. But this is the highest. I said to you last night, didn't I? I said this is yeah. this is a high concept movie. Where it's insane. It's it's literally like she, they're at the ballet school. They're getting ready for a showcase. You're introduced to all the various characters that you know are going to become relevant later on, and we'll go into them. But then she breaks her shoes and needs a new pair. The main costume lady hands her what is clearly a pair of magical pink shoes. She puts them on and her and Haley are transported into a different world. This world is the world of ballet in that much like how in Lost in Austin, she finds herself at the beginning of Pride and Prejudice and has to work her way through the narrative. We find ourselves at the beginning of Giselle and then we have to work our way through Swan Lake and then we go to the Snow Queen and all of these things. However, everyone in the ballet world also knows that they're in a ballet and they have to do the moves for the ballet. (laughs) They're like, like it's not like they think they're in Giselle. They like know it's a ballet. Yeah, it's like this world where all the ballets exist, and everyone's kind of trapped in their own ballet. But they're it's not fantastic if you consider that like Rothbart hangs out with the love interest from Giselle. Like that's really fun as like a crossover. There's so many I kinda, ballets. I kind of like put that. Them all in a world. It's wonderful. So there's a, there's a comic book series called Fables by a guy called Bill Willingham, where mm. he 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 says posits that all fairy tales exist, 
and they're all they always have and the characters kind of interact with it i mean in in this in the comic book they they live in our world it's very similar to that tv show um was it once upon a time once upon which, a time yeah which it was has really the same good thing. until it got bought by disney but but fables existed before then i don't think it's necessarily a particularly original idea i think other people have done it but yeah i kind of like that that these that there's this sort of patchwork world where all the all, they all exist mm. but the but the thing is it means all their lives only exist for like four hours and then they must reset <laughs> um that's the bit and so therefore i'd like to have been a bit darker but it's all right because Haley's there but Haley, yes, Haley, yes. Haley's right there with that, with the, with the snarky t- explaining to us what's dark about all this shit. <laughs> Believe you me, she's she's got some strong views about the legal age of marriage. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's so the concept is so fun, and because Haley is there, we get to have so much fun with it as a modern audience, and yet also get to delight in the ballet, which again ties into the overarching theme, where at the end. Uh, yeah, the best prima ballerina is picked up for the lead role in the touring production, but Barbie then gets to be collaborating with this international dance troupe on a new ballet where they're bringing all of the old moves but in a fresh new way, which is exactly what this movie does because we've seen them do Swan Lake and it's very old Barbie. It's very early 2000s Barbie and it seems completely alien to the Swan Lake that we're presented with in this movie where... It can seem more up to date and the villains seem more up to date. And the like, I found it really interesting very early on that the prima ballerina has a, a, a man in the audience and it's her dad. And it's like a stage dad. Like, we're all used to the concept oh, of a stage mom. But it's like a stage that, dad. And I've again, never seen it before. Again, there are bits in this movie I loved, right? And, 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 then, and then I'll counter it by saying bits I didn't like because. Having the having the pushy dad loved it because the mm. pushy mum is such a trope, isn't it? It's it's mm-hmm. a worn out trope. It would have been fine, but we'd have rolled our eyes and kept on going. But the fact it's a pushy dad at the ballet, at the mm-hmm. ballet, right? He, he he's the one. Obviously, he's a bit of a, you know, I think he's got like a Bluetooth headset in or something like that. There's, there's stuff he's about him which instantly dislikable. On the other hand, his daughter is it Tara? Is that her name? Tara, yeah. Yeah. Isn't in the rest of the movie. Well, she's a really funny one where, like, the reason they have this setup is so they can go on to be Rothbart and Odile in Mm. the Swan Lake segment. Indeed, When it hit me, I was like, oh, shit, of course. Like, that suddenly makes a lot of sense. I'm reading it. Their character models are in this. So, which, again, is why it's like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. but And you were there and you were there. But yeah, I hit my head and I had this imagined. Yeah. But <laughs> Tara is a bitch and a cow bag. Yeah. And therefore, because she's not in the rest of the movie, really, she and her dad don't learn anything. So, well, what actually happens is that she does. Like, we meet her and she's like, I'm the best ballet dancer in the whole wide world and you're stupid. Get out of my way. I need to work hard. Then we go off and have this uh, Alice in Wonderland adventure and in it she is the Odile character. So she just turns up to deceive the prince at the party, dance the black swan dance and then she gets usurped by real Barbie and she runs off crying. When we meet her again in the normal world, 
it's like she's learned a valuable lesson because she's just really nice and supportive and it didn't quite make sense and i'm happy to overlook it but it might need to be added to the roster as a reason as to why this movie is a bit suddenly like wait what right yeah i I, yeah i i hear i hear what you're saying i think you're being very um you're being very supportive of this movie Um, (laughs) i loved it i know and that's that's fine and we can have a debate at the end of the show about that i just think some of this has been done better before however (laughs) i know what's going to happen the more we talk through the plot the more bits that i actually liked will be highlighted by you (laughs) and i'm going to completely soften towards it what i will say is it ain't gonna be number one (laughs) but but it also isn't going to be number 25 this is our 25th movie right so we've seen a lot over the last couple of years of these films yeah and i don't know how long we've been doing it it feels like a couple of years Um, i think it is a couple of years and you know there have been ones that have made me angry and you yes. angry as well. Oh my yeah? god, yeah. It's it's not it's that's not my problem with it. My problem with it is one of uh, it's, it's a bit like one of those ones, you know, the like uh, Magic of Pegasus where we saw another script revision. Yeah. That's what I okay. feel about this, yeah. It's it's just it's it's nearly there. I, mm. I fun and 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 everything I've got a problem with could be fixed by a sentence here and there mm. yeah like I know if they said mean. barbie you can't be do your own thing whilst being a ballet dancer but your choreography skills are amazing go off and be a choreographer that's where yeah. your soul is right and we but could have done something like do that. do that it is it is kind yeah but it's sort it's of close. Right? yeah and but that's an easy fix. That's I fixed the movie in one line for my biggest problem, and I think we've had a few like this, mm. that where where you're so you you the core thing that you want to say is absolutely fine, right? On the on the Barbie movies fandom wiki, right? Ev- just about every movie it shows what the end credit quote is. You know the you know the the which is sort of like the the pearl at the center of every movie, and. Mm-hmm. This one is um, listen to the beat of your heart and keep on dancing. And uh, I don't think this movie really does that. <laughs> I just don't think it's kick. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Whereas I do, yeah. others, I don't know. Others talk about believing in yourself and forgiving and being part of a bigger thing. That's the other thing. You know, ballet, you are part of a big, I don't know. There's just something not something not quite right and it's a shame because it's a really well made in this sort of second era i think that's what we call it we're still in the second mm. era of of barbie movies and they've been very mixed they've either been brilliant or terrible <laughs> yeah, literally. and this one i'm just i i think this is the mid-range one that that'll be where we put it at the end because you know mermaid tail was shit mermaid tail 2 was fantastic and yeah. I feel this sits between those two. So that's where we'll find it. Because I was thinking it's got the sort of um, 
It's got the humour of Charm School, and it's got mm. the the char- the fun characters of Mamadia. Like it just, it feels so fun and enjoyable, and it's funny. Like and it's they make ballet jokes. Like um, one of the characters in Giselle is called Hilarion, and that's sort of established to the audience, so then they can make the joke. Um, that's hilarious, and he goes, "No, I'm Hilarion," and you're like. Ah. But yeah, there, there is middle middle class jokes. It is possibly the most quotable movie that we've watched so far. Yeah, and like I've... and like like highlighting the tragedy of the ballet as well. Like one of Haley's lines, Barbie is just like completely enamoured by ballet, and it's really lovely seeing Barbie in this very sort of like non Mary Sue like Mary Sue role, but in a way that like works because it's so can get a bit tiresome for Barbie to be perfect all the time. But she's perfect here in quite a dull way. Because she's like, oh my gosh, we must be in Swan Lake. Those are the swans that have been enchanted, the local maidens that do the dance. And this will be the lake that they swim on that's made of their parents' tears. And then Haley's like, I'm sorry, what? What's the lake made of? That's fucking disgusting. Are you insane? And it's like, oh, I didn't know that. And she's like, how that part of the story and i was like i didn't know the lake was made of the parents tears it's cool and dark and weird and fun and i love it and then it comes back when they have to swim in it and she's like ew parents tears and it's like hey this is fun (laughs) actually i'm thinking about it i don't i think there may have only been one other movie where barbie is the um it's quite ignorant Mm. and she's not a horrible person it's not like evil barbie from christmas carol where where she has to go through a sort of a character refresh. This Barbie's just pretty fucking dull. And all she yeah. likes is is ballet. And yes, she wants to go off and do her own thing, but actually she lacks um she lacks understanding about ballet. She lacks <laughs> she lacks discipline, she likes, blah, blah, blah. This is the thing. I think this character can be justified and everyone's like Barbie, why don't you just do the steps? And she's like, oh my gosh, when the music starts playing, I just want to do my own thing and I can't stop it. And everyone's like, well, stop it. You're at an established ballet school and you want to be hit up by <laughs> fucking scouts. So do this. And she's like, oh gosh, I just love ballet so much. And it's and, like, how are you still here? <laughs> and, and if it had been more red shoes like... That would have made a lot more sense because well, you wanted the shoes, questionnaire to be. <laughs> you know, she wouldn't have been able to stop dancing. She wouldn't have been able to stop the. the and then like, perhaps br- the lesson would have been that she needs to learn the actual steps, and going off on your own is dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> and it gets your feet chopped off. That's that's a very yeah. Well, the reason <laughs> your pink shoes will go red with the blood. That's you know that's the, that's <laughs> that's what the red shoes is, isn't it? Um, it's the blood from from her bleeding feet, but mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so maybe, and again, I'm going to give them credit because they have sometimes, in some of these stories which are clearly taken from nursery rhymes and fairy tales and historical novels and things like that, they have kind of gone away from, you know, they've they've, they've turned it on its head a little bit, whether that's Mm. by gender swapping or changing changing key bits of the story. So in this sense, we all know where they're going with the pink shoes, right? Everyone knows six-year-olds won't understand but we as parents mm. that's what that's what we are now we're parents emily of oh of this God. this 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 podcast baby you know we understand that our podcast <laughs> baby 
isn't going to understand all of this, but we mm. can. So, you know, quite some of the best kids' movies operate on those dual levels, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I did see what else? I'll review somewhere on 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 Letterbox where someone um, described it as Barbie Shrek, and that's a classic example Ooh, of where where yeah. where where Shrek. You can watch Shrek and enjoy it for the funny donkey and Shrek farting and and things like that. And then us grown-ups can look at the... We can go, what, the... that's Michael Eisner, the old CEO of the Disney company. <laughs> or we can have a laugh at what the gingerbread man goes through and things like that. They're operating at a slightly, well, a quite a different level. But then Shrek, Shrek the books which existed before the movie, were like that as well. That was part of the joke. But Oh my God, can... have you seen how that ends? It's like... Bod hated Shrek, so didn't want him to get married. So they had to find a crocodile to marry them. <laughs> it's a quote from like Shrek things. It's crazy. It's dark. Anyway, come on. We've 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 only just got into Barbie Land, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. So we we turn up, and it takes Barbie a long time to realise that she's clearly Giselle and needs to be in the ballet. Um. And she's just excited to be there. And Haley's the one that's like, please, can we leave? This is really mad and I hate it. Um, mm. And we're introduced to the villain, which is the sort of main teacher of the ballet school here as the Snow Queen. And it's just like such a fucking vibe to see my bae back in her rightful place. Sorry, Elsa, we love you, you LGBTQ plus queen. But like, I love my villainous Snow Queen. Yeah. I'm just really happy to see her here. Yeah, again, again, none of this makes any fucking sense, but keep going. <laughs> this, 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 this world makes no sense at all, but keep I going. I love it. The Snow Queen turns up to be like, something's, the vibe is off with this ballet. Like, Giselle hasn't killed herself yet, so like, something's wrong. So then she mm. showcases her power where she freezes people like, more like the the ice queen, the white witch from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but still. I mean, um, so I'm so I'm guessing normally there is another Giselle in this world, and every well, and every and every four this hours world just exist when Barbie and Haley turn up. Exactly, or does it repeat every four hours that poor Giselle kills herself and gets turned into some kind of Slavic siren? I, I think we've got. To- I really want to see Giselle now. Um, I think we've got <laughs> to take this with like Lost in Austin rules. Like right. obviously to think that Hugh Bonneville and Alex, whatever, play out as Mr. and Mrs. Bennett for three and a half hours and then they, they reset when Gemma Arterton returns. Like, like it's Lost in Austin rules. It's like, don't think about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm... <laughs> When you've reminded me, I did get the, I got the um, Wizard of Oz thing the first time I saw it. I had forgotten to, you just reminded me this time. <laughs> so again, obviously that world didn't really exist either. That's all playing yeah. out in her head and things. So I, I, I'm, yeah, I'll give it. would have to have been given perhaps a bit more context as to why it's happening. So Alice in Wonderland is like a pure daydream and the Wizard of Oz is like concussion. Mm. Um and and they're, they're they're both coming of age stories and barbie is 17 in this so she doesn't need to come of age per se and she doesn't get head trauma and she doesn't goes off again so I, i'm going to i'm going to fix re- it for you real yeah I, I can fix it again she puts the new shoes on she hasn't won them in 
she falls over, hits her head, and then has this thing, right? Uh, yeah. But and then, then we couldn't have Haley. It sort of needs to be magic in order to allow Haley to join us. Although, although she could just have a Haley could have been a a a a, a, a replica Haley, the same same as everybody else. She could have been a little flower fairy or something. That true. Then she wouldn't get to be grounded. True. And and the thing is, these shoes are knowingly given to her by this character, who's I think the sister of the evil one. But she doesn't have a counterpart in the magic world. It's not like she's trapped by the evil sister. We, we don't learn more. I think, do you know what? I think this movie could have been done with being slightly longer and some characters fleshed out and the idea. You're right. You're right. It's like just a couple of script revisions. Like mm. they're onto something so wonderful. And it could and just I... be so much with small changes because there's this genius high concept idea right and and they could have had a little scene where they go through five other ballets but just really quickly mm. you know that just just there or I, had... I did want more ballet i did yeah. sit, sit here thinking we've already done swan lake in the in the barbie universe I'm, I'm not unhappy to see it here again i'm delighted to see giselle i really want to go through coppelia and i'd love to go through the red shoes mm. and i'd love to go through um oh, mate and and, and there was a little because because there was a little um a little nutcracker turned up for five seconds doesn't it for five and, seconds yeah and, and i would have been i'd have been happy with this this world which is which is the barbie the the, the ballet cinematic universe patchwork world literally and, 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 like have the nutcracker walk past sleeping beauty and like in fact have the magic flute go chatting next to carmen like like what um the chippendale rescue rangers is where it's like the animated universe where they've just in every scene they've got like a character from south park sat next mm. to a character from animal farm like it's just so random and wonderful the way they flesh it out like roger rabbit that's another example and they you're absolutely right they could have done it more with ballet and perhaps they did and we just didn't get the references but i feel like they would have been more heavy-handed with it i mean yeah i mean remember again remember the audience but yeah. so, so they probably don't probably two or th- I mean again there's a song from Capelia there's like so we see the, we've got the Snow Queen obviously she's in it we've got um we do have the the Nutcracker or the the main fella from the Nutcracker is in it I think there's another couple so there, there are bits there again some for the adults some for the children um mm-hmm. and don't don't get me wrong I think I complain I'd, I'd never heard of Giselle I if if anyone has made a movie based on that story throw it at me. Right, because I could not oh, find anything, because oh, really? I'm, I'm really in the story. Sounds fascinating, oh, right? Honest to God, I was hooked. I was. I had to pause the movie to finish the Wikipedia page on Giselle. I was so obsessed. Yeah. But if if someone could make a modern day Giselle, have you seen the film The Lure? The 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 yes, I the have. Pol- yeah. The Polish. Mermaid, musical, mermaid musical 80s mermaid if the makers of the lure could do a modern day-ish version <laughs> of giselle i'd be all over that because it's a fascinating oh, yeah. story and there's a lot of darkness there but i think you could do something with it but i couldn't find any, even a movie version of the ballet or anything it was really strange i know it's so it's so like stuck in one medium really bizarrely mm. when you consider how often the other ballets have branched out or they've come from other sources like Giselle is like it was a ballet 
written to be a ballet and it's remained a ballet forever and ever and ever. And, and it's, like, it's, it's such you a know, good it's, story. And it's got a reputation of being a ballet of a certain, you know, it's up there with Swan Lake and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, and it's what the, where, the way I read it was is that Swan Lake's the one with great dancing and movement and choreography, mm-hmm. but Giselle's the one that needs good acting. Um, yeah, that, good that's, acting. That's... It's got a strong story, and I did also read that you probably did as well that it it does have some of the more, more complicated dances in it. Mm. Um, and like just that's watching awesome. Barbie do that like flicky leg thing, like I do not know anything about ballet, but I was like, mm. looks difficult. Yeah, I think by you saying flicky leg thing meant the <laughs> I don't know anything about ballet didn't need to be said. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know more than me, mind you, because I was struggling to think of the word tutor a minute ago. So, um, yeah, but it's yeah. I just again, this, there is something here. Also, break everybody's hearts. This is going to be the last Barbie movie that will ever do anything like this. This Aww. is this. Uh, well, of the forty-five which exist, that none of the next twenty are based in the world of ballet or anything sort of vaguely fantastical. Margot Robbie right? better get in a tutu during the two-hour well, runtime of that live I'm, action movie. I'm, I'm just in my head right now. Respect to her I, ancestors. I'm, I'm imagining a TV show, thirteen-part Barbie, Barbie in Ballet Land TV show, where every week she on her overarching quest she goes through to a different ballet and there's a there's an interpretation yes. of each ballet as she goes through it oh my God, so yeah because we need to bring ballet to the masses anyway it's still such a snobby art form i seem to remember as a younger as, as a child and this is back when the world was black and white and and <laughs> you know that ballet was on bbc2 and we got to the bit where where they're turned into swans and Haley's still got her glasses on because that's oh, my favourite yeah. bit. <laughs> so they escape Giselle world and they send the two Ken love interests after them and they stumble into Swan Lake world. And this whole time Barbie has been, whose name is Kristen in the movie, she's not actually Barbie. Um, she's now changed into her Swan Lake outfit, which is gorgeous. And she's got, she's literally got different hair. It's so brave. It's like when Shrek 2 fully made Shrek not an ogre for like 70% of the movie. It's like, that is so brave. You've built this whole brand of Shrek being an ogre and you're not going to have him as an ogre for the sequel. It's mad. And so they put Barbie in these outfits and changed her hair and her makeup each time. Like the detail is amazing. And I just love that there's clearly like a look that these characters are meant to have. Like no one, no one knows what Elizabeth Bennett is meant to look like. It's not described in the novel, I don't think. And yet everybody knows what Elizabeth Bennett looks like. You never have a blonde Elizabeth Bennett. She, it just she doesn't Jen- happen. Jennifer Earle, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought in my head every time I see Jennifer Earl in anything I just think oh it's Elizabeth Bennett (laughs) yeah it's iconic you never see a blonde Elizabeth Bennett and there's no reason why not um other than the fact that like (laughs) I don't know social stereotypes um and so she's she's changing her appearance every time and they get there and Rothbart appears and it's the dad from real life and we get to see another wonderful dance. We're introduced to the Ke- the main Ken is Prince Siegfried from Swan Lake, which is sweet. 
because then it sets it up to like we'll go to the party and then it's really fun to hear the guys from Giselle being like my cousin the prince from Swan Lake has invited me the prince from Giselle to his party this evening <laughs> we should go and you're like this is amazing this like cinematic universe of ballet but Rothbard turns them into swans and they're obviously like following the trope of actually I think they they go down the line quite well here they're very sexy swans but they're not like monstrous swans like there's no elephant with mascara here they're they're like... not that yeah they're no not like the sexy pegasus no <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they're, they're they, like rem- hot, they remain but... feminine yeah although the boys um was it hilarion and albrecht yeah. is that his name yeah something like that they they just want to shoot them and eat them <laughs> yeah <laughs> fully just like let's like like oh, blank, there is point blank like he's two seconds away from this swan and he gets his bow and arrow out like oh come on then let's go there is there is this thing so these two i mean they're sub kens right i'm guessing are they yeah really yeah good? yeah yeah they're not we, they're we, not we, real kens they're not ken, ken prime. Even look like ken this is true but Basically, in Giselle, they're kind of rivals. And Albrecht's a dick, right, in in Giselle. But one of the things this movie tries to do is try and... um, It tries to rehabilitate the myth of Albrecht into, actually, he's all right, really. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a bit weird, considering in Giselle, he causes... He's a dirty cheat who causes her to kill herself. It's like if Barbie did Animal Farm... And made like Napoleon and Snowball like good guys. Sympathetic, yeah, it's but very like, weird. Uh, four legs, good. Two legs, like also good. Like I don't know. Oh, they, they're for all right. everyone. I, I realise they're all right, really. But um, but Albrecht and, and Hilarion sort of form this weird double act. So whilst they're at odds with each other, as they're sort of riding around in a random direction bit like that other they took, wherever they go they still end up meeting people who went off in literally the opposite direction to them <laughs> yeah. um they, they form this bond like one's like a prince one's a huntsman and then they sort of they, we catch them they're singing songs together they're hunting together and then they it's have this so whole fun. thing about these swans oh yeah we could kill the swans and eat it and and and, and uh, Albrecht can't even shoot straight and then they say oh that could be a week's food and you can make a nice pillow out of it and, <laughs> yeah. and they're just bonding so fucking hard and I know that you like to LGBT not just Every, you ev- just everything <laughs> everybody on the internet of for Barbie movies loves to loves to ship Barbie and her female companion oh yeah every time and this movie's no de- no change. Looking at the letterbox reviews, but we're going to get there in a minute. Um, this one, I absolutely see those two, and I just yeah. wish a little bit longer. They could probably have moved on from Barbie and just gone and lived together in the woods. They are yeah. so, they are such such besties that, and it's really rare to see a Ken character grow at all. So I remember in the last movie. Um, Princess and the Pop Star. Was that the last one? I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the Ken character is so fucking redundant in the whole thing. And he he's always seems to be five hours behind everybody else in the plot. And this one, the, the, these sub-Kens are actually, although they're ripped from Giselle, that they, they do sort of grow and change as the movie goes on. Yeah. And they are creepy, but only in the sense that 
things were creepy in medieval times or whenever Gisela is set. Um, there's a whole running joke about how old Barbie is and whether she's too old to be married. Yeah, I'm not getting married. I'm only 17. Better late than never. Yeah, because people did get married at 13 then. And I know that doesn't sit well with the modern uh, modern world but this movie is kind of that's going to be some difficult questions for the parent watching it mummy why is that funny well <laughs> you see and and then there's a bit about how long they've got to live and the girl won't have as long to live as him oh you've got a good 13 years left <laughs> <laughs> and i did that kind of pseudo postmodernism that both albrecht and hilarion and Haley. Yeah. give to this that is the highlight of this movie yeah. for me is 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 that is that shrek like postmodernism and i just actually it's a shame this movie is a kids movie because i think again it's made me think about a lot of ideas we could make a fucking good modern movie oh my god with, so much and we could put i don't know um and hathaway in it and and totally play with expectations about about the stories of these movies and yeah anyway they're not movies they're ballets sorry everybody <laughs> but but you but you know what i mean but yeah they get turned into swans and Haley swans still wearing glasses it's so cool i i i loved that visual oh it it's it's so fun so barbie's got like pink eyeshadow and haley has got like green eyeshadow but the swans they learn to they learn to fly, so they fly over to the party where... Oh, and they can't talk. Everyone just hears them honking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like, keeps yeah. cutting to them being like... Ah, ah. That is so good. And again, some of the worst things on previous movies have been the fucking talking animals or the animal companion. Yeah. And here, they are the companion. They are. And the joke is that people can't hear them talking. And that they, yeah. and, and it makes sense that they've got human characteristics because they are mm -hmm. humans. And so it, it almost, it doesn't write all the wrongs, right? No. It's still, you know, it's not, um, you've mentioned already the, the sexy elephant and I've mentioned the sexy <laughs> Pegasus. It's not, it's not writing those wrongs, but I think there's, it is, this does feel like a movie that's having a look back at the previous 24 and saying, Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's so good. And we move into a really wonderful scene where Odile turns up and she's made to look like Barbie and she starts the, the, the dance of the black swan and it's so good. And then halfway through, Barbie swan gets turned back into Odette and we get a double black swan ballet. And I, I, I don't know, I just really enjoyed that as a thing. I was like, yeah. So he's like dancing between the two black swans. And I just thought it was really, really fun. And then, of course, it means that she's able to then like break into her own dance moves. And he's like, it is you. Um, and then Odile just runs off crying. Uh, but then the Snow Queen kidnaps Hayley. And again, her glasses are left behind, even though they did definitely get frozen onto her face. They somehow will... Uh, then left behind it's fine we'll go over it it doesn't matter um and we bump into the two boys again so then we're all heading to the snow queen's cave where 
it's fine. Like she tries to make her dance in line with the choreography, and then Barbie keeps breaking free. Um, I'll allow it. Oh, you're making me really dampen on this movie. We're doing the opposite of what usually happens. You're bringing me down, not I'm not taking you up. Oh, that well, actually, I am. The more I talk about, I knew this has happened. I'm bringing it up because I'm remembering all the charming bits, whereas you're looking at the at the bits where it's... And I think we're going... I think I know where we're going to end up. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And I think, I think I was... Because I was worried about the moral, mm. and that's really been bugging me watching it the second time round. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy it more the first time. So I'm <laughs> thinking... Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that bit in a minute. But yes. Yeah. So we, we save the day. We get back to reality. It turns out that those two boys are actually the talent scouts. The showcase goes ahead and Barbie gets given new shoes by Tara. She's like, oh, I suddenly remember that I'm nice now. Um, Here are my spare shoes. And it's like, okay, thank you for randomly changing your entire personality um, to help out plot. That's really handy. Um, and Bailey comes into her own as a costume maker by <laughs> providing Barbie, who is meant to be doing a solo of the milkmaid, with a dress that looks like the stinking lily plant from wherever that, like, you know, that plant that blossoms every like hundred years or whatever, and it smells like oh, dead yeah. animals. Yeah. Um, that's what the dress looks like. Nothing against the dress. The dress looks great, but that's what it reminded me of. And uh, weird seeing Barbie blonde again, having not seen her blonde for like most of the movie. And she mm. does she does the dance. She begins this dance with the cow and then suddenly her outfit changes like she's in the Hunger Games. Um, like she twirls and it like shimmers into a completely new outfit. And then she just does her own bullshit and the woman is like, fine. Even though before she'd been like, how fucking dare you? But she lets her get away with it. And then at the end, the talent scouts come up and they hand the positions to Ken and villain lady. And then they're like, Barbie, we want you to work with us to create a new ballet. And she's like, hooray. And then the costume lady who gave the pink shoes in the first place takes them back, pops them in a cupboard full of lots of other pink shoes, I assume in different sizes. And then what, is she just like, this like ballet godmother who's like, whenever anyone's feeling down about themselves, I'm gonna trap them in a frightening, tragic ballet world where they might end up as a wailing ghost if they don't run away from that particular scene in time. Like, and that way they'll know how to pursue their dreams going forward. You're welcome. And it's like, do you do that to all the 17 year olds whose shoes break or just Barbie or like, like, tell me about the cupboard. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it, it does It does suggest, again, there's a whole TV show, like The Twilight Zone, but it's like the, the Twilight Ballet where, you know, it, there's a whole bunch of young girls over the years that have been sent on these missions to yeah. improve themselves by wearing these special shoes. Very weird. It's like, um, is it like in the X-Files where there's that room full of all the, the files or... um. Oh, there's another. What's the other one where? Like Indiana Jones, the warehouse. Yes, boxes. yes, that's exactly like, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it literally like it. She could have stumbled across those shoes at the back of a cupboard, like they were struggling in a ballet school to find a spare pair of size fives, which is like 
ridiculous. Um, yeah. Shout out to Barbie not having ridiculously too small feet, though. They easily could have given her size threes, and they didn't. They gave her <laughs> normal size feet. It's still still small, of course. Um, and they easily could have rummaged around and found them at the back of a drawer covered in dust or like with a label on that says like, do not wear or something like that could have been more exciting. Cause then we would have realized the threat more. Um, and then the costume lady could have perhaps have accidentally put them on when she was their age. And maybe that was already implied, but I didn't quite get it. Maybe I'm projecting that. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot more interesting ways they could have done this that seem more simplistic but actually might have worked a bit better mm. again it's 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 a script revision away isn't it it's mm. and 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 you said earlier you wish it was a bit longer i think that's the yeah. first time i've yeah. ever felt that as well yeah because nor- normally that sort of 75 minutes quite a sweet spot for me that works that's for an perfect. animation yeah and and i just think maybe that world if they'd lent into it a yeah. little bit more and just just tied a couple of bits up. So, in fact, most of the floor, I don't think many of the floors I've mentioned have really been in the ballet world. They've all been in the... In the real world. In yeah. the real world. It's it's the framing mechanism, mm. which is where, for me, it's gone wrong. In fact, you could have done this without any of the real world stuff. I mean, you wouldn't have got the character, the Wizard of Oz idea of where everybody is somebody she knows, but... Yeah, I yeah. kind of like that she's definitely... We sort of do need something around it. She needs to find the shoes and put them on. I like that she's entering mm. into a world and we're not just living in ballet world. Like, I like that we're outsiders because it allows us to bring that grounded reality because what's, what ends up being a primary factor of comedy is that juxtaposition between dramatic ballet characters who are wholly involved in their own world and drama and a down-to-earth modern person, that quippy... 2010s like oh i am a person in a thing to mm. be met with okay chill your beans or whatever it's 2013 <laughs> not like 2004 but still <laughs> i like that Haley wore glasses years before in canto as well i'm a big fan of girls in glasses i honestly like i had a bit of crush on her design as well her design is so beautiful i would kill for a barbie that was designed like her she's so much more likable and enjoyable than the barbie character and her outfit was great with the like pulled up collar and the like short 60s-esque dress like her hair was like bobbed in this really incredible way that you can only get away with in animation like it, it was just so good. She was such a good character design. She was well animated, well voiced. She did everything she did made sense. She was funny. Like, she's just a great character. Just really happy to have her here. Yeah, it's a. Sh- I mean, there have been some other goodies. I think the Princess Charm School 3 were kind of entertaining. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, we're not without um, precedence here. But she was the strongest character by <laughs> far. And. She's kind of also in a way a bit like the sort of the the adult parent proxy. So you yeah. know, if your if your kid is empathizing with Barbie and she's the hero, then Haley's like this sort of knowing older voice. While you're getting the leaderboard up, I've got a new thing. You know, like I used to go through all the things on Barbie movie wiki. Mm-hmm. The, the, the surprise. Well, I've got a new hobby now, which is looking at the reviews on Letterboxd. Right? Yeah. 
I love this, right? And I'm just going to pick out a few of my favourites. There's quite a few. By, this one's by someone called Sydney. The prince and the bucket guy wanted to kiss so badly. That's the yeah. entire review. There's a lot of people with my issues. Silly underscore goose 74. Where did the cow fucking go? Yeah, I mean, I'll allow it. I want 10 hours of Albrecht and Hilarion singing John Jacob Jinkelheimer Schmidt, which I, I, I do as well. The cowboy and Roman in Night of the Museum walked so the peasant and the prince and the pink shoes could run, <laughs> which I quite like. Where's my one. prince and the and the huntsman movie? Marry me. Oh, here's a dead bird. Yes, that's, that's yes, the that thing. Whether an actual quote from the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody says this is the most underrated Barbie movie. I agree. So there's a couple of quotes. So this is by someone called Todd in curly brackets. So they give the film three and a half stars. That's right. Suck it, ballet. You and your stupid rules. This is unhinged. If it's announced that the Barbie cinematic universe, brackets BCU, is an elaborate ruse being played on adults and children everywhere, then, and maybe only then, would all these films really start to make sense. Like the Barbie films always have strangely cogent and prescient analysis of social structure aligned side by side with horrid messages that reinforce some of the worst parts of our culture, and I don't understand how that happens. Low-key, one of the most anarchist films ever made. <laughs> yeah! I I think I think I just I had to check that wasn't you one and a half stars Polly just an hour of Barbie traveling around with two bottoms love it anyway yeah I really think I really think the hilarious Albrecht thing is um is definitely there right so where are we with this bloody list we got 24 of these fuckers (laughs) (laughs) just I truly I loved it I loved it so much. I want it above Barbie of Swan Lake. I enjoyed it more than a fashion fairy tale. And I, wa- I want to put it between Mermaidia and Charm School, but I worry that you'll think, think that that's too high. I think that's a little too high. However, this has been quite a therapeutic session. Because <laughs> the core of it is flawed. Absolute core of this movie is flawed, right? It just... But... It's put me on so many flights of fancy Mm -hmm, (laughs) about about certain things. I'm more than happy to put it in the top 10, all right? I also think that it is better than Swan Lake, but I really like fashion (laughs) fairy tale. Yeah, I think Um, I'm forgetting. I I, I very easily forget how much I enjoyed one. I'm happy. Although when we came in, I was going to chuck this down in the... It's not... I never thought it was horrible, horrible, right? This is not Thumbelina. This is not Diamond Castle. This is not a perfect Christmas, Mm -hmm. right? I honestly think that the lowest acceptable movie on this list is Princess and the Popstar, right? I think think we had our issues with it, but that's the base level of acceptability. So it was never going to be down at 19. Actually, I think I do wonder if Swan Lake's maybe even a bit high anyway it's lasted a long time it's done a really good job considering it was part of the three colors like to stay up that high and yeah i can't help thinking we've been giving it a pass a uh, well i think because we've allowed so many of those other early ones to fall down yeah you know where's where's nutcracker for fuck's sake it's nutcracker it's down here next to island princess which is a film I liked and you didn't, so yeah. this is my revenge. It's not as good as Three Musketeers, I'm sorry. It's not as good as 
Princess and the Pauper, which I guess, I guess that's that, that's the that, classic that's one the that classic, we're knowing. Yeah. I'm happy to put this at number seven after Mariposa and Above Fashion Fairy Tale. Yeah. Change my mind. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I, I Haley alone mm-hmm. and some of the jokes and the fact I wanted to go. I'm really interested in Giselle now. The story. Yeah. <laughs> and and I have had done an impassioned plea to democratize ballet yes uh, which i've got to say none of the other ballet films did this is the best ballet film right yeah i mean that's pretty good at this stage to be entering the top 10 because it's tough competition i feel like every week it's like oh actually that was really good and then as you say every now and then we'll get one that's just like oh my god what happened yeah, so well done, but no, no, less, much less gimmicky. Do you remember we've had the ones with the one that remote control toy that yeah. acts with the DVD? I think, I think we're seeing, yeah, things things are about to change in the movies. Is my feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure when this um this era is considered to be over, but I think we're getting there. Same. I think we're moving more into that sort of Netflix territory. Mm, we are. We've got a few. We've got a few yet. So next up is a movie I'm actually quite looking forward to. Oh, yeah? What's next? It's a reboot of a reboot. It's Barbie, Mariposa and the Fairy Princess. And on my DVD, there was a little trailer for it, and it did look nice and colourful. So a sort of return, I think, again for our... I think the next one, basically. So next one's the 25th mainline movie, and I think that's the end of... So we've, this is our last dancing movie. I think the next one's our last fairy tale type movie. Although there is another mermaid one to come. Oh, okay. Can't mermaid call yeah, will never die. Yeah, but I think yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Great. Well, see you next time. <laughs>